Father, I want to thank you so much in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you all praise and glory. Blessed be your name. Speak unto us, O God. Minister to us. Bless us. Lord, thank you that the heavens are open over us. Thank you, God, for your angels that are with us, your angels that are in this place. Thank you, Lord, for the move of your spirit. I see eagles flying in this place. Lord, we thank you for the greater anointing. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap for prayer. Oh, somebody give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. You want to take your seats in heavenly places. How many of you are excited to be in the house of the Lord? I'm excited because of what God is doing in our lives. Amen. I'm excited because of the great and glorious things that God has in store for each and every one of us. Amen. And when we come into the presence of the Lord like this, the Bible tells us that in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. So when you come into God's presence, God has something in store for you. I want you to tell, turn to the person next to you and tell the person that God has something in store for you. God has a word that is going to bring you up out of the merry clay, out of the horrible pit, and it's going to set your feet upon a rock and establish your going. I want you to understand that God, it is it's God's will that you would prosper. Amen. It is God's will that you prosper. It is God's will that you would excel. It is God's will that will come, you know, to the conformity of the image of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And so when we come into the presence of God like that, God is, there's, a, there's a work of operation that God does upon us. There's a surgical work that God does upon us. Sometimes when you come into the presence of God, God takes away the negative elements. Amen. You know, there are times that you have to send your car to the car wash, isn't it? For your car to be washed. Or there are times that you have to send your car to the mechanic so that the, the mechanic would work on your car. Hallelujah. You know, in the same way, when you come into the presence of God, God brings you into his presence so that he will work on you, so that he will operate on you. So as you are in God's presence, see that you are being operated on. See that you are being worked on. And when you send your car to the mechanic and it comes back, if the mechanic has done a good job, you realize that your car begins to function well. Amen. And so after this service, you are going to function well in Jesus' name. After this service, you are going to you are going to be ushered to another level of productivity in the name of Jesus. After this service, whatever it is that has been, whatever issues you have been having in your life, whether in your spirit, in your soul, in your body, in your finances, in your career, in your profession, in your relationships, in your marriage, God is going to help you and God is going to equip you in the name of Jesus. In this month of April, we have been talking about moving to our next levels, moving to our next levels. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 4 verse 18, it says that the path of the righteous is like the shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto a more perfect day. Your, so the Bible is telling us that your path, somebody say my path, is like the shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto a more perfect day. That is how your life is like. Or that is how God has ordained that your life should be like. That you are always living the forward and the upward life. Hallelujah. Say, I live the forward and the upward life. That is what God has in store for each and every one of us. That we live the forward and the upward life. That every time we see progress in our lives, God expects you to see progress in your life. You know, when you take a child, as a child is growing, you can see that a child moves through various stages and phases. You see that a child moves from class 1 to class 2, from lower primary to upper primary, from upper primary to JHS to SHS. And so when, when that is happening, you can see that a child 
is progressing. The child is moving forward. Hallelujah. That is the same thing that God has in store for you. That's supposed to be the picture of your life. That's supposed to be the story of your life. That every day you are moving forward. Every day you are increasing. Every day you are progressing. That is what God has in store for you. And I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus. I see you progressing in Jesus' name. I see you increasing in Jesus' name. I see you moving forward in Jesus' name. Can I tell somebody something? That you're today, you are going to be more blessed today than yesterday. And tomorrow is going to be better than today. If you believe that, give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. Hallelujah. We've been learning about, you know, in talking about moving to our next levels, we've been also looking at the anointing. And last week we looked at, you know, Elisha designed a double portion of the anointing. And last week we saw that, we saw how Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. And as Jesus was baptized, we saw that the heavens were opened and the Spirit of God came upon him in bodily form like as of a dove. Amen. Today we're going to look further at, on the anointing. How many of you like the anointing? Somebody say, I like the anointing. Hallelujah. Tell about the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 12. We're going to read Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 12. The Bible says that, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Hallelujah. This is what is taking place in this service in Jesus' name. That clothing tongues as of fire is sitting and resting upon people. And about that, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 5. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Verse 6. Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitudes came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Verse 7. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue where we were born? Verse 9. Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia in Pontus and Asia. Phrygia and Pamphylia in Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene. And strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes. Verse 11. Cretes and Arabians. So these were different people that were gathered over there at the time. They said, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Amen. I prophesy to somebody that you declare the wonderful works of God in your life. You speak of the great things that God is doing in your life. Hallelujah. And they were amazed and were in doubt saying one to another, what meaneth this? Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word. Speak unto us. Speak clearly, expressly unto us. Confirm your word with signs and wonders, diverse miracles and giftings of your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the hearts of each and every one of us. Thank you for making our hearts like a good soil, that the seed of your word that is planted into our hearts brings forth fruit, even a hundredfold. In Jesus' name have we prayed, and all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. In the book of Acts chapter 2, Jesus Christ had ascended, and the disciples, for fear of the Jews, they had gathered in the upper room. There were about 120 in all that had gathered in the upper room. And what they were doing in the upper room was that they were praying and fasting. They were praying and fasting. And the Bible tells us that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the day of Pentecost was a celebration for the Jews. And at that time, as it happened to coincide with the ascension of Jesus Christ and when the, when the disciples were fasting in the upper room. So the Bible says that, Bible says that 
when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the disciples, they were all with one accord in unity of heart and spirit. They were gathered together in one place. They were gathered together in the upper room. Hallelujah. They were praying and fasting and seeking the face of God. And they were also in the upper room because of fear of the Jews. And the Bible tells us that, and suddenly, and suddenly, there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. Suddenly. How many of you believe in sudden miracles? I believe in systematic miracles and I also believe in sudden miracles. Hallelujah. Anyway, either way that God expects, that God desires or plans to bring about miracles in your life, you have to open up your heart to receive it. There are times that God brings about miracles in a systematic and in a progressive way. You know, sometimes you pray for healing and the healing does not come instantly, but it it happens over time. It's the healing of God and you ought to thank God for it. Hallelujah. And there are times also that the healing takes place instantly. That is how God has designed it also. You ought to give God thanks. So the Bible tells us that suddenly there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And the Bible says that there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them. And the Bible says that they were all filled with the Spirit. Today may you be filled with the Spirit of God. Today may be filled with God's spirit. But so that they were filled with the spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. I pray for somebody in Jesus' name that if you do not speak in tongues, right now may you receive that gift of speaking in tongues in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And also that when it happened, you know, because it was a feast and a celebration, a lot of people had gathered in the city. So when it happened, that it was noise abroad, and so all the people heard them. The person they heard them speaking the wonderful words of God in their own language. That was a miracle of God. That was a miracle of God. And I prophesied to somebody in the name of Jesus that people begin to hear and see the goodness of the Lord in your life. Amen. The anointing is what will make the difference in your life. The anointing is what will bring about change and transformation in your life. The anointing, which is the, the anointing is the influence of God. The, it's an influence that proceeds from God. The anointing is also the power of God. The anointing, anytime God is doing something in our lives, He does it by the anointing. He does it by the anointing. And I believe strongly that if God is going to take you to your next level, God is going to do it by the anointing. Hallelujah. How many of you are desirous of the anointing? Receive the anointing in Jesus' name. For you to grow in your prayer life, for you to grow in your walk with the Lord, for you to grow in your relationship with God, you need the anointing. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 6 to 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 6 to 8. The Bible says that Jesus was with his disciples. The Bible says that, you know, Acts chapter 1 verse 6 to 8. The Bible says, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Lord, would thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel. So the, 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 the Jews or the disciples, they came to Jesus and after his resurrection they were asking Jesus that, Jesus are you at this time going to restore the kingdom again to Israel? Because at that time Israel was in bondage. Israel was in captivity to the Romans and the, the disciples, they saw Jesus as their savior, they saw Jesus as their deliverer. So they were expecting that Jesus, in bringing deliverance to them, they were expecting that Jesus was going to take the kingdom or restore the kingdom to Israel again. So that's the question that they asked. That, Lord, I go to, at this time, restore again the kingdom to Israel. But I want you to know something that what they were actually asking for was the wrong thing. Look at Jesus' answer, verse 7. Acts 1, verse 7. 
And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. That's eight. But ye shall receive power. Somebody say, I'm receiving power. He said, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Amen. So the disciples, they were thinking that Jesus is going to restore the kingdom to Israel. They were asking Jesus when he's going to restore the kingdom to Israel. But Jesus was trying to, Jesus was shifting their focus. Jesus was telling them that the issue is not me restoring the kingdom again to Israel. The issue or the, the solution to your problem is you receiving the anointing. And that's what Jesus they said. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And that was fulfilled in the book of Acts chapter 2. And there are some of you listening to me right now. There are a lot of things that there are many times we, we have an imagination as to the solution to the crisis. Many times we think that we know the answer to the problem. And so the Jews or the disciples, they thought that the answer to the problem is when Jesus restores the kingdom again to Israel. There are a lot of people that they think that the answer to their problem is when they get a beloved. It's when they get a husband or wife. There are people that think that the answer to their problem is when they get money. There are people that think that the answer to their problem is when they get a job. It's when they get a breakthrough. It's when they get a contract. But can I tell you something? The answer to your problem is the anointing. The anointing, because listen, there are people that are married, but they are still unhappy. There are people that are prosperous, but they are still unhappy. There are people that, uh, you know, people, there are, there are people that have a visa or that are able to travel to other countries and they are still sad. Why do you think that rich people, rich people commit suicide, poor people commit suicide? Intellect, intellectuals commit suicide, you know, um, uneducated people in the also commit suicide. People are depressed. The rich are depressed, the poor are depressed. People of all classes are depressed. There are times that people think that, oh, if they get a certain job, if they get a promotion at work, they are going to be happy. They are going to be full of joy. But that is not the answer. That is not the answer. I'm telling you that what it is that can bring you great joy is the anointing. I, I always remember, you know, one of my evangelistic sermons when I was on campus. <laughs> you know, when I, was a, when I was a student on campus, I used to, I used to preach a lot. Actually, it's, it's, it's after campus and I began to do pastoral work. But when I was on campus, I was more evangelistic. Amen. Brother, we are going back to evangelism in Jesus. I, I was more evangelistic, preaching the gospel, preaching in schools, preaching, you know, preaching, doing dawn broadcast, preaching by the roadside and all that. And one of my favorite evangelistic sermons, all on the ground is sinking sand. be a political ground an academic ground a religious ground there are people that trust in their beauty there are people that trust in their qualification but all other ground is sinking and so what is it that you think will bring you joy what is it that you think that when you have all the all, all your problems will be solved people think that it's when they when they when they have a lot of Titles to their name when when they write their name then they write the the BSc MSc 
MPhil, PhD, DD, um, um, MBA. They write all the titles. Can I tell you something? There are some people that have obtained all the titles and yet to their side. One of these days, you know, one of these days on the morning, I'm going to do a series from the book of Ecclesiastes. <laughs> because you realize that Solomon had everything. Solomon had everything, but at the end, at the conclusion, he said, what? Vanity of vanity, all is vanity. Solomon had, you know, he said, he said he built for himself houses and vineyards. He had, he had all wisdom and knowledge. He, and in addition to that, he had all the women he could ever desire. <laughs> but in all the things that Solomon had, he came to a certain conclusion that all the things of this world cannot bring him joy and and you know the things that what i'm sharing with you it may look simple but it is actually the truth that you can gain the whole world and lose your soul somebody can somebody can gain the whole world and yet still not have joy but when you have the anointing which is the presence of god you are full of joy when you have the anointing when you have the presence of God with you. And that is why Moses, Moses prayed that Lord, if your presence does not go with me, I am not going. Listen, when you have God's presence and you don't have money in your pocket, you still be full of joy. When you have God's presence, when you have the anointing. And uh, can I tell you something? There are times that people think that what will bring them joy is friends and family. And uh, when you have people around you, when you have people to celebrate with you, when you have people around you, when you have friends, there are, there are times that people think that when they have friends, when they have people around them, they would have joy. But can I tell you something? You can have people around you and still not have joy. But when you have the anointing, even if you don't have people around you, you'll be full of joy. The Bible tells us about, about Paul in the book of Philippians. Paul wrote to the church of Philippi and he said about he wrote to them and he said, Rejoice in the Lord God always. And again I say rejoice. Philippians 3, verse 1. He said, Rejoice in the Lord God always. And again I say what rejoice. When Paul was writing this and telling the church at Philippi to rejoice, Paul's condition was that he was in prison. He was alone in prison. And that part of prison where Paul was, was a place where all the drainage of Rome at the time was a prisoner. All the drainage of Rome used to flow. That was where Paul had been put. Where all the waste of the waste and the drains of, of, of Rome, it was, being, it was flowing. That was where Paul was. And yes, so in that condition, Paul could say to, the, to, the, to those who were free that rejoice in the Lord. I want to ask you a question. Can you tell people to rejoice in the Lord? irrespective of your situation and your condition you should be able to tell people to rejoice in the Lord and what will help you to be full of joy and rejoicing is not the money you have in your pocket it's not the money you have in your bank account it's not the relationship that you have it's not the people that are around you actually even when a lot of people are around you you have to be very careful <laughs> what will cause you to rejoice is not, when, it's not the approval of men or the criticisms of men what will cause you to rejoice is the anointing of God's spirit. What will cause you to rejoice is the presence of God. What will cause you to rejoice is knowing that you are at the center of the center of God's will for your life. That 
is what will cause you to rejoice. When you can feel the presence of God, when you can feel the anointing of God, when you can feel the touch of God. Hallelujah. And that is what will cause you to be another man. That is what will cause you to be tamed to another man. That is what will cause you to move to your next level. I pray for somebody in the name of Jesus that somebody listening to me, I, don't, I, I just want you to be full of assurance that what you need in your life is the anointing. And like I always say, what God wants to do in your life is not to give you money. You know, the, the testimony that we read, the testimony that was read to us, somebody, you know, the lady said she, she sowed a seed and then she, she reaped. Actually, you know, myself, I, I had to go back and get the full details, but, but she sowed a seed of thousand Ghana cities and she reaped a seed of, she reaped a harvest. Somebody sent her thousand pounds. Receive such a miracle in Jesus' name. But the, the way people are receiving this one is more than the anointing that I oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. But may you treasure the anointing. The Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I believe at 6 to 6, 7. It, it says that, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. What is that treasure in this earthen vessels? Is the anointing. It is the anointing. May you not trade the anointing for anything. May you, may you be hungry for the anointing. May you be hungry for the presence of God. It will take away all the gloom. It will take away all the sorrow. It will cause you to be turned into another man. Hallelujah. Let me show you a scripture. First Samuel 10 verse 6. Talking about King Saul. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 6. The Bible said that this was when Samuel was talking to Saul. He told him that, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy unto them, and, and shalt be turned into another man. And this scripture, this was this prophecy that Samuel told Saul, it was it actually took place. That because of the anointing, Saul was turned into another man. Because of the anointing, because of the anointing, Saul was taken to another level. He was turned into another man. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That by the anointing, may you be turned into another man. By the anointing, may you be turned into another woman. In the name of Jesus. May there be may the anointing bring about a difference in your life. That is what God is going to do. The anointing will bring about a difference in your life. The anointing will bring about a change in your life. Hallelujah. And when that anointing brings about a change in your life, people will marvel. People will see you and they realize that something has happened to you. And that's what happened to Saul. The Bible said that when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul, Saul began to prophesy. And other people so they began to ask is Saul also among the prophets they began to ask is Saul also among the prophets I declare that you be counted among the righteous in Jesus name you be counted among the great in Jesus name you be counted among them that are carriers of the presence of God in Jesus name hallelujah the anointing the other thing that the anointing will do for you is that the anointing will cause you to overcome fear the anointing will cause you to overcome fear. I told you that the disciples, they were gathered in the upper room. Why were they gathered in the upper room? They were gathered in the upper room for fear of the Jews. They were afraid. 
they were in fear they were living in fear so they were actually hiding that is why they were in the upper room they were hiding in the upper room for fear of the jews one of the things that cripples people is fear there are a lot of people that have fear of the unknown there are a lot of people that have fear of tomorrow there are a lot of people that they fear other people they some people they are afraid of somebody they have they are, they are people that are afraid of sickness there are people that they, they are people that live in fear but can i tell you something the thing that will cause you to overcome fear is the anointing the anointing will cause you to overcome fear the anointing will give you a certain boldness for the future the bible tells us in the book of second timothy 1 verse 7 it says that we have not received the spirit of fear but what have we received we have received the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind hallelujah i want you to say after me say i have the spirit of power i have the spirit of love i have the spirit of a sound mind so what fear does the bible said that we have not received the spirit of fear look at it we have not received the spirit of fear but three things power love sound mind what fear does fear makes people weak amen fear makes people weak fear makes people feel fear makes people not feel loved and fear can bring mental torment fear brings mental and emotional torment <laughs> but the spirit of faith that comes to the anointing is able to crush fear and right now i declare you delivered from fear in jesus name so the anointing will deliver you from fear the anointing will take away fear in your life i want to ask you a question is there anybody that is living in fear you need the anointing and today you're going to receive that anointing in jesus name there are people that are afraid that they'll fail their exams <laughs> sometimes there are people that are afraid that they will not get married there are people that sometimes they are afraid that they will die there are people that are afraid that they will not make it in life all these things the bible says that fear heart torment and all these things they come from the devil it comes listen fear comes from the devil but the anointing will deliver you from fear the anointing will empower you for life hallelujah the anointing will fill you with love when the anointing comes upon you it will fill you with love what do we mean when we say the anointing will fill you, fill you with love when the anointing fills you with love it will cause you to have love for god there are people that accuse god there are people that murmur at god there are people that complain at god there are people that feel that god has not been fair to them there are people that feel that all the issues and their crisis that they are going through it is because of god but it's not because of God. When you have the spirit of, when you have the anointing, it will cause you to love God. And can I tell you something that will, about the anointing? When you have the anointing, you will never blame God. When you have the anointing, you will always be grateful to God. Because God, God has been good to you. Tell the person that God has been good to you. It is the anointing that will help you recognize the goodness of God. 
when the anointing is not there people will always see the negative things in their lives people will always blame god people will always feel that god has been unjust to them people will, listen when the anointing is not there people will always be, see the negative things they'll always see the things that they are lacking it's because of perspective but the anointing gives you the proper perspective and the anointing will cause you to count your blessings and name them one by one the bible tells us that although the victory shall does not blossom neither does the vine yield its increase it said that yet i will rejoice i will joy in the god of my salvation and that is what the anointing will do for you the anointing will, able, will help you to just notice the blessings of god around you and can i tell you something once you're able to notice the blessings of god around you and you are able to give god thanks for those blessings you see that the blessings begin to multiply in your life the blessings of god begin to multiply in your life by any time people complain the thing about complaining is that when people complain god actually withdraws his blessings when people complain even the little they have they will lose it remember the bible tells us that jesus spoke about you know a man that gave his a man was traveling and gave his disciple he gave one one talent he gave the other two talents and he gave the other five talents the one that had one talent what, what did he do the bible says that he buried his talent and when after burning his talent when the when his master came this is why he told his master he told his master that he was afraid he was afraid and he, he realized that his master reaps where he does not sow and he told his master that his master is a hard master that is why he buried his one talent right now there are people that behave like that there are people that have that attitude towards god there are people that they feel like you know they whatever they have the little that they have they bury it the little that they have they despise it the little that they have they, they do not recognize it the little blessing in their lives they don't recognize it and so they despise it and rather they accuse god that god has not been fair to them and they look at what somebody has that and they see that maybe somebody has five talents and they they think that god has dealt more favorably with that person but can i tell you something the bible tells us that god is no respecter of persons god is no one respecter of persons if you see somebody walking in more blessings and don't think that god has been more favorable to the person what you have to do is that find out what the person has been doing and the truth of the matter is that if you have one talent and you are not able to give thanks to god for it just like that gentleman with the one talent that he buried the one talent his one talent was taken away from him people that do not recognize the blessings of god in their lives even what they have is taken away from them hallelujah people that do not recognize the blessings that god has given them even what they have is taken away from them may what you have not be taken away from you in jesus name may you recognize the blessing of god in jesus name hallelujah somebody give the lord a mighty clap of praise oh give the lord a mighty shout now just begin to look at your life right now begin to ask yourself now what is that god has done for you what blessing has god brought in your life i pray that the anointing will help you recognize the blessings of god in your life god has been good to you you may not have everything but even the peace of god that you have is a great blessing is a great treasure hallelujah may you thank god for his blessing 
Can you thank God for his blessing? Can I tell you something? Everybody is going through crisis. Everybody is dealing with one challenge or the other. You know, sometimes when, you know, just like when you are preparing for your final year exam and you think that your final year exam is difficult, do you realize that the person in class one also preparing for the class one exam also thinks that his or her class one exam is difficult? The person writing BC thinks that his, thinks that his BC is the, is the greatest examination in the world. The person writing WASI thinks that WASI is the greatest exam in the world. The person doing the uh, PhD thesis thinks that that's the greatest exam in the world. Everybody at this level. <laughs> Hallelujah. So don't think that the crisis you are going through is so difficult and nobody's going through crisis. Everybody is dealing with something. But your attitude in the crisis will determine whether you'll be victorious or not. Hallelujah. Your attitude in the crisis will determine whether you'll be victorious or not. Give the Lord a clap of it. I said that the anointing will help you overcome fear in Jesus' name. Acts chapter 2 verse 16 to 17. Acts 2 verse 16 to 17. The Bible says that, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I'll pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Wow. Look at what he says. He said that, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Now, this scripture was fulfilled in the book of Acts chapter 2. When the Spirit of God was poured out upon them, this scripture was fulfilled. There was a prophecy that was given by the prophet Joel that God is going to pour out the Spirit upon all flesh and the sons and daughters shall prophesy, the young men shall see visions, the young men shall prophesy, the old men shall see visions and all that. In the book of Acts chapter 2, this scripture was fulfilled. And I want you to know something. That the anointing, the anointing is what will cause prophetic words in your life to come to pass. Oh, I didn't hear an amen. How many of you believe that some prophecies are yet to be fulfilled in your life? How many of you have certain visions and certain dreams and you realize that maybe they have tarried for a long time? Can I tell you what will bring them to pass? Is the anointing. Is the anointing sometimes uh, when we talk about prophecy, t- people limit it to just uh, maybe what a man of God, a prophet, or a man of God has said to you. But can I tell you something? The dreams in your heart, there are visions that God has imprinted in your heart. Those visions, those dreams, when you lay on your bed and you begin to imagine and visualize things concerning your future, they are, they are prophetic words that God has given you. There's a glorious life ahead of you, there are glorious things that God has in store for you. And sometimes in the visions of the night, they come to you. They come to you. Sometimes I, as you lay on your bed, you begin to see what your future would be like. You begin to see the great and glorious things that God is going to do with you. And there are times that you even ask yourself, that, how would these things be? And there are times that it looks like those things are delayed. There are people that have had visions and dreams when they were growing up, right from childhood. I want you to know that what will bring those visions and dreams to pass? is the anointing. 
is the anointing. The anointing will make the word of God manifest in your life. Hallelujah. The anointing will bring the prophetic word into manifestation in your life. The anointing will cause you to handle that which you have been believing God for. That which you have been praying about. That which, you know, has been on your heart. It is the anointing that will bring it to pass. Receive the anointing in Jesus' name. Receive the anointing in Jesus' name. Receive the anointing in the name of Jesus. Amen. The anointing will give you a glorious marriage. The anointing will bring you to deeper work and intimacy with the Lord. May you fulfill your divine assignment. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Acts chapter 2 verse 46 to 47. Acts chapter 2 verse 46 to 47. We are still talking about the anointing. And I believe that by the anointing, you are going to be ushered to your next level in Jesus' name. The Bible says that, so this after the disciples had been anointed. The Bible says that, and they, that's the disciples, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. The Bible is saying that, as that the disciples and the, the believers, they were filled with gladness and singleness of heart. It is because of the anointing. The anointing will fill you with joy. I always say that, you know, anytime the enemy wants to take away your strength, anytime the enemy wants to steal somebody's strength, what he does is that he drains the person's joy. He fills the person with depression. He fills the person with anxiety. He fills the person with sorrow. He causes, he causes the people to, to feel depressed and disappointed and all that. It is because it's the way by which people lose the anointing. Can I tell you something? The anointing and sadness and sorrow cannot be in the same place. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. When, when the anointing is, there is joy. And the Bible even says, says that in thy presence there is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are what pleasures forevermore. So the disciples, they were living in fear in the upper room. But when the anointing came upon them, they overcame their fear. When the anointing came upon them, they were filled with joy and gladness of heart. Is that somebody ready to be filled with gladness of heart? If you are ready, receive that anointing in Jesus' name. Receive the anointing of joy in Jesus' name. The anointing is what will make the difference. Listen, everything around you may not be working, but when you have the anointing, you'll be full of joy. And when everything around you is working, but the anointing is not with you, you'll not be full of joy. The anointing is what makes a difference. And so when God wants to bring about a change in your environment, when God wants to bring about a change in your life, when God wants to bring about a change in your circumstances, He first starts by working on your inside. He first starts by working on your inside. Because the truth of the matter is that the happenings around you, the situation and circumstances around you is actually a mirror of what you are within. What do I mean? What I mean is that around you, things may not be working. But if you are full of joy and that joy begins to spring forth and come out. As it springs forth and flows out of you, that joy begins to change things around you. That joy begins to change your circumstance. 
that joy begin to change your situation that joy begin to change your environment so you may have started out with your environment your circumstances not being probably favorable not being pleasant but as you are full of the joy of the lord eventually your circumstances will turn around and that is what happened to Saul. he was turned into another man because of the anointing the bible said that what they were filled they did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart is there someone here that is ready to be full of joy the bible tells in the book of isaiah it says that with joy shall you draw water from the wells of salvation with joy you draw water from the wells of salvation what are the wells of salvation the wells of salvation they refer to all the blessings that we have in christ jesus all the blessings that we have in christ jesus and the way by which we access the blessings we have in christ jesus is with joy it is with joy that we are able to draw from the wells of salvation amen may you be able to draw from the wells of salvation with joy may you be able to experience the blessings of god and the bible says that verse 47 it says, it says that praising god and having favor with all the people and the lord added to the church daily such as should be saved because they were full of joy and singleness of heart the result was that they were always praising god they were always praising god and as they were always praising god they had favor with all the people if you can always praise if you can be full of gladness you'd realize that you always be praising god the anointing will cause you to always praise god The anointing was caused to always praise God. I do not remember the time I ever pointed an accusing finger at God. No. It's because of the anointing. It is because of the anointing. You know, no matter what happens, we lift up our hands and we say, Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Because the Bible says that in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What the Bible is saying that the will of God for you is that in every situation you should give thanks. It's not saying that, the, that whatever happens to you is the will of God for your life. But he's saying that the will of God for your life is a proper response of thanks in whatever situation you are going through. So when you wake up in the morning, you lift up your hands and say, Father, I thank you. In the afternoon, you say, Father, I thank, I thank you. In the evening, you say, Father, I thank you. Wow. Hallelujah. If there's money in your pocket, there's money in your account, you say, Father, I thank you. If there's no money in your account, you say, Father, I thank you. <laughs> Listen, if you can praise God, if you can keep on praising God, the result is that you have favor. That, that's what we see in verse 47. Say that praising God and having favor with all the people. If you can, have, have you ever seen somebody who is full of joy? It shows in the person's countenance. It shows in the person's actions. It shows in the person's mannerisms that there's somebody that is full of joy. And what joy does is that it attracts the favor of God. I pray that the anointing will help you to be full of joy. Do you like to be around somebody who is sad? Do you like to be around somebody who is depressed? 
Can I tell you something? There are some people that even when they are depressed, they want to run away from themselves. <laughs> but it is the anointed. That would, no, and that is why people contemplate suicide. Because they want to run away. But where are they running away to? <laughs> but it's the anointing. The anointing will just bring about a change. The anointing will cause you to be full of joy. Hallelujah. How many of you love the anointing? Amen. Acts chapter 4, verse 8 to 13. Alright, maybe we'll read Acts chapter 4, verse 8, and then we jump to verse 13. Acts chapter 4, verse 8. The Bible said that. Now remember that, like I said, the disciples, they were initially living in fear. And so that's why they were in the upper room. And when the anointing came, they overcame their fear and they were full of joy. And so they came out of the upper room. Peter, in the book of Acts 2, Peter was bold enough to preach the gospel. Why? Because of the anointing that had come upon him. So the anointing that came upon him, it caused, do you know that when Jesus ascended, the disciples were afraid? Because all along they had believed in Jesus. And all along, Jesus was the one who had been defending them. You know, the, the, the Pharisees would come and say to them that why are they not fasting? Jesus would be there to defend them. The Pharisees would come and say that why are they plucking the grain and eating? Jesus would come and defend them. The Pharisees would come and say that why are they not paying tax? Jesus would be there to defend them. When they sinned, the woman that sinned, you know, the Pharisees were the people, the Jews were ready to kill her. Jesus was ready to defend. So the disciples of Jesus, they believed in Jesus. So it's like when Jesus ascended and Jesus, it was like Jesus was no more. They were living in fear. Because they realized that the Jews were now going to get, get at them. And that is why when Jesus ascended, the Bible tells us they were still looking upwards. And so two angels had to come and tell them that they should go back to the city. But Jesus would come. Because they, couldn't, they still couldn't believe that, hey, their master, their savior is gone. And remember, Jesus Christ, even Jesus Christ, when he was talking to his disciples, he told them that what? He said, he told them that, I will not leave you comfortless. I will pray the Father that he will send you another comforter. Because Jesus knew that, you know, when he leaves them, they will be sad and depressed. But what it is that will deliver them from sadness and depression is another comforter. Is the Allah's Parakletos. Is the Holy Spirit. Is the anointing. Amen. And so in Acts chapter 2, the Spirit of God came upon them. The Spirit of God came upon them. And when the Spirit of God came upon them, they were filled with boldness. So Peter, Peter and John, in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John, they entered the temple and they met somebody who was lame. And Peter went, Peter said to him, that silver and gold, he asked them, but such as, said, such as I have given unto thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the man jumped, he was leaping, walking, leaping, and praising God. When this miracle was noised abroad, the Pharisees and the rulers and the, the rulers, they, they got a hold of Peter and put him in prison. Amen. Now look, I listen to Peter's defense. Acts 4 verse 8. The Bible says that. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. Maybe filled with the Holy Ghost in Jesus. Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel. Look at the boldness of Peter. All of a sudden, Peter been filled with so much boldness. So he could stand up and declare to the Sanhedrin, to the synagogue. He said, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, verse 9. Let's read it. If we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, verse 10. Be it known unto you all, this is Peter speaking, before the rulers of the law, 
before the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, that this man stand here before you all. Verse 11. This is the stone which was set at not of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Verse 12. And said, Neither is there salvation any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Verse 13. Now, I love verse 13. Look at what happened in verse 13. The Bible tells us in verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, Peter was a fisherman. Peter was not schooled. He was not schooled in the law. But the Bible says that when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, the Bible says that they marveled. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Can I tell you something about the anointing? The anointing will make you like Jesus. The anointing will make you like Jesus. The anointing will cause you to be able to stand before your enemies. The anointing will make you bold. Peter was a, a fearful. Peter was afraid. He and the disciples they were in the upper room. But the anointing caused them to be turned into another man. I declare that by that anointing, by this same anointing, you'll be turned into another man in Jesus' name. Yeah. And the Bible said that when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, that's the blessing of the anointing. The anointing will cause you to be qualified. There are times that you may not be qualified for the job. You may not be qualified for that position. But there's something about the anointing. The anointing will cause you to be qualified. The anointing will cause you to be like Jesus. The anointing will make you bold like Jesus. The anointing will make you full of joy like Jesus. The anointing will make you confident like Jesus. The anointing will cause you to go through this life, living the victorious life. When you look at Jesus Christ, I always keep on saying that Jesus was never a victim. Jesus was never stranded. There was never a time that it looked like it looked like the situation was hopeless for Jesus. Jesus was always on top. Jesus was always in charge. The Bible tells us that one night, one time, he was traveling with the disciples in the boat, and there was a, a boisterous storm rose up. Jesus woke up and he spoke to the storms and he said, "Peace, be still," and everything was still. Jesus was always in charge of situations. Jesus was always in command of situations. And that is what the anointing will cause you to do also. And that is the place that the anointing will bring you also. That the anointing will cause you to be in command of situations. The anointing will deliver you from being a victim. I declare that you not be a victim in Jesus' name. I declare that you be a victor in Jesus' name. I declare that no matter what is happening around you, you will be more than a conqueror in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we shall remember the name of the Lord our God. There are some people that trust in their qualifications. They trust in their connections. But may you trust in the anointing. Turn to person, I trust in the anointing. Trust in the anointing. Hallelujah. Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 3. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1 to 3. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because that he had anointed me to preach the gospel 
unto the poor he had sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to declare the acceptable year of our lord and the day of vengeance to comfort them that mourn in zion to give unto them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called the trees of the lord the planting of the lord that he might what be glorified amen now let's take it slowly isaiah 61 verse 1 it says that the spirit of the lord god is upon me when the spirit of god comes upon you it results in you being anointed and that is what happened to the disciples in the book of acts chapter 2 we are told that the spirit of the lord came upon them and so when the spirit of the lord came upon them they were anointed when the spirit of god comes upon you you will be anointed you will be anointed and it says that and to preach good tidings unto the meek he had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison to them that are bound that is what the anointing does the anointing brings deliverance the anointing brings restoration the anointing brings healing the anointing brings prosperity amen yeah the anointing brings prosperity and verse 2 says that to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord and the day of vengeance of our god to comfort all that mourn wow to comfort all that mourn and so the bible is letting us know that verse 3 says that to appoint unto them that mourn in zion zion signifies the church and so the bible is letting us know that there are people in the church that mourn there are people in christ that mourn but it ought not to be so it ought not to be so what will bring about the difference is the anointing is the anointing so verse 3 says that to appoint unto them that mourn in zion to give unto them beauty for ashes may you receive beauty for ashes in jesus name may you receive beauty for ashes in jesus name and look at what it, is. it says that the oil of joy for mourning wow the oil of joy for mourning the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness there's such a thing called the spirit of heaviness i realize that when people feel depressed they feel heavy <laughs> when, when, when people feel depressed it's like it's like a weight comes upon them it's like there's a heavy weight upon them but you, know, you realize that when people are joyful they feel light may you feel light in jesus name receive the garment of praise receive the garment of praise i bind every spirit of heaviness in jesus name say that to give unto them beautiful ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that there might be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified give the Lord a clap of it oh somebody give the Lord a shout somebody give the Lord a mighty mighty shout how many of you are ready for the anointing how many of you are ready for the joy of the Lord I want you to be on your feet hallelujah Oh, Rabba Shadabba. Rabba Shadabba. 
there's something that you are going to we are going to do right now you are going to pray and you are laying your burdens at the feet of jesus jesus said come unto me all you that labor and heavy laden and i will give thee rest and he said take my yoke for my yoke is light i want you to pray right now whatever burden it is you know it i want to just say pray that you are laying it at the feet of jesus you are laying it at the feet of jesus you are laying it at the feet of jesus so talk to jesus anointing in the sanctuary the resistance talk to jesus sing to the lord in the Ayat 
Hallelujah. There's an anointing for joy in this place. The anointing to break heavy burdens. Amen. The anointing to crush the spirit of depression is in this place. God is going to, I'm going to anoint people. God is going to bring deliverance to people. People are going to be freed from fear. People are going to be freed from anxiety. In the name of Jesus. Listen, around in the year 2005-2006, I went through a certain crisis that made got me depressed. And I went to pray. Amen. As I was praying, you know, after hours of praying, all of a sudden I was speaking in, you know, a, a certain kind of language, the language of the spirit. And the Lord gave me the interpretation of what I was saying in the spirit. And this is what I was saying. I said, I am above the limitations of this life. I am above the frustrations of this life. I am above the disappointments of this life. These three things. I'm above the limitations of this life. I'm above the frustrations of this life. I'm above the disappointments of this life. After that confession, I have never been disappointed in life. I have never felt frustrated in life. A lot of people see me and say that I'm always joyful, I'm always excited. Actually, if you can meet me sad, I'll give you money. I can never be sad. Thank you, Lord. Say, my answer says, I don't know. You see, it's the anointing. Ah, <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm saying it to the glory of God. It's not because of me. That's why I told you that I went through a crisis and I went into prayer and the Lord spoke to me and told me that I am above the disappointments of this life. I'm above the frustrations of this life. I'm above the disappointments of this life. What it means is that the disappointments, frustrations, limitations, they come. But any time and every time they come, I have an understanding that I'm above. And that is the same anointing that is going to come upon you. Amen. That 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 what may kadaba shadaba. You are more than a conqueror. Come what may, you are more than a conqueror. Some years back, I was praying for a lady, and as I was praying for the lady, the spirit of God led me to pray about to pray and cast out depression from her. Interestingly, this was a lady that she had, she had, she, she was, she was big. She was, she was, she was, it's not, but I'm just saying, she was, she was, she was plus size. Do you know that after the spirit of depression had been cast out from her, she reduced. There are some people that are plus size, is 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 in their family, and that's how they are. Some people they are plus size because they eat a lot and all that. But let me tell you something that heaviness can come about as a result of depression also. Depression can cause somebody to put on weight. And when that spirit leaves, the person will be free. Bitterness brings sickness to people. I've seen people who have been bitter and people have been unforgiving and they have been sick even in this in this place there was a certain gentleman you know he's not in church today that you know he, he complained about he had some back pain for eight years the other day i was praying for him and i told him that he has not forgiven somebody and that he should forgive the person immediately he forgave the person the back pain disappeared back pain that had been there for eight years it disappeared 
some of the sicknesses that people are carrying on themselves is because of negative emotions it's because of fear it's because of anxiety it's because of depression it's because of bitterness today there's an anointing to deal with all these things I said there's an anointing to deal with all these things I want you to place one hand on your belly those in front just place one hand on your belly I just sense that that thing is just going to come out the fear the fear the anxiety the depression is going to come out some, some people God is just telling me that some people it will come out as a yawn some, some people will just cough that's how it will come out some people you just feel just something just leaving you in the name of Jesus the Lord is telling me right now there are some people you just feel like uh, plaster is just being removed from you the way the feeling that when plaster is being pulled away from your body that feeling it, you just you feel it right now is that spirit that that thing that had fastened itself for you whether it was fear depression anxiety is being pulled away right now in the name of jesus it's some people is to live as breath you you just find yourself yawning you find yourself breathing out in the name of jesus the name of Jesus. I rebuke every spirit of anxiety in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of depression in the name of Jesus. Receive the power of God. Receive the spirit of power. Receive the spirit of love. Receive the spirit of a sound mind. Receive the anointing for joy. Receive the anointing for joy. May the joy of the Lord overflow in your heart. May the joy of the Lord fill your heart. May the anointing rest upon you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. The Bible said that feeling we have received freely gained. Lord, you said to me by that covenant that you have with me that I am above the disappointments of life. I am above the limitations of this life. I am above the frustrations of this life. Therefore, I release that same grace upon your people in the name of Jesus. And I declare that from henceforth you are above the disappointments of this life. Amen. From henceforth you are above the frustrations of this life. Amen. From henceforth you are above the limitations of this life. Amen. Nothing will get you worried in the name of Jesus. Amen. Nothing will get you disappointed in Jesus' name. Nothing will make you afraid in Jesus' name. Nothing will cause you to mourn in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus, I speak the word of the Lord to somebody that this is the last time you ever mourned in your life. Amen. I said, This is the last time you ever mourned in your life. In the name of Jesus, may the anointing for conquest rest upon you. That no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, you'll be more than a conqueror, you'll be above and above only. I declare to you that you are the head and not the tail. I declare to you that you are the first and not the last. I declare that you will always be victorious in every situation. In the name of Jesus. By the anointing, every yoke is broken. By the anointing, every yoke is broken. By the anointing, every yoke is broken. By the anointing, the stronghold of the enemy is broken. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. By the anointing. Every yoke is broken. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Katabasata. Lift up your hands. We celebrate you, Lord. We celebrate you, Lord. We celebrate you, Lord. 
We celebrate the Lord. We will have celebrate Him for what He has done in your life. Celebrate Him for the victory He has given you. Thank Him that you have been delivered from fear, from anxiety. Thank Him that you are full of joy. In the name of Jesus. Oh, celebrate Him. Wave your hands and celebrate the Lord. Wave your hands and celebrate His goodness. Celebrate His message. Celebrate His majesty. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As you have praised God, God has arisen in your life. As you have celebrated Him, as you have celebrated God, God is going to fill your life with celebration. I give you to tell somebody that you have done God proud. Therefore, God is going to bless you and exalt you in the midst of your enemies. In the name of Jesus. There's a perpetual anointing of joy that rested upon you. You'll never be confused again. You'll never be disappointed again. You'll never be frustrated again. You'll never feel limited again. In the name of Jesus. You always abide in the presence of God. You will always experience the fullness of God's presence. And the joy in His presence. Father, we thank you. Lord, thank you for the changes that have taken place in the realms of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, I will pray. This week is your week. I said, This week is your week. This is going to be a week of much testimonies for you. This is going to be be a week of celebrations for you. This is going to be a week of joy for you. People will be asking you that, why are you joyful like that? People will be asking, why are you smiling? Why are you full of joy? It is the doing of the Lord in your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This week, the anointing of God's presence shall rest upon you. Amen. This week, you see the hand of God in manifestation in your life. God has wiped away every tear from your eyes. I just heard the Lord say that he has given to his people the horn of celebration. I see you carrying in your hand the horn of celebration. I see you blowing the trumpet. I see you blowing the horn of celebration. In the name of Jesus. Can I tell you something? Their horn has different sounds. Sometimes their horn is sounded for war. But there are times that their horn is also sounded for victory and celebration. I see the horn being sounded for victory and celebration. There is the sound of the abundance of rain. There is the sound of rejoicing. There is the hear the cry of victory. The cry of a newborn baby. The cry of deliverance. The cry of restoration. The cry of healing.
Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. You want to take amen. your seats and give the Lord a clap of an Amen.